This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. He's Jim Pappas. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Jim Pappas, episode 18, Cheesesteak Adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm excited to talk cheesesteaks. Do me a favor. Where, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke? Eating cheesesteaks. Eating cheesesteaks. Eating cheesesteaks and like every fifth day a salad. Okay. Every fifth day. <laughs> that's kind of like your training day, the salad. Exactly. That's my cheat day. It's funny. When I when I post my cheat day meal, which is a salad or a poke bowl, people are like, oh, we hate you. You stink because, you know, that's my... That's my five days, and I get to cheat with a cheesesteak. Okay. So. Well, that's pretty good. Now, you, you look like you've slimmed down since we – are you in training? I mean, I know the last time we spoke, you were just before 500 cheesesteaks, and now we're meeting with you just before 1,000 cheesesteaks. I love your memory because I, I, I may have gained a few pounds since uh, we last spoke, but I do walk every day. I mean, I do eat cheesesteaks well, pretty much every day, so I, I definitely walk every day. You know, I exercise as much as I can exercise at, you know, my age, so I'm not out, you know. Yeah, young man that you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a gold's gym pumping iron, but, you know, I'll do a sit-up or two, something, you know, sit in front of TV. Today we're at 2SP Brewing Company, and we're going to do something, again, that's fun. We're going to talk beer, and we're going to talk cheesesteaks. Now, you picked up two cheesesteaks today that we're going to enjoy, and where are they from? They're from On a Roll in Media. And on a roll, it's, it's interesting because I, I think I've tried to go there before, but they close at 3 o'clock. So I guess they're more of a breakfast, uh, lunch place. Okay. And so in the past, I haven't been able to get there. So this is a treat to be able to go. They look real good. They came highly recommended. I have, uh, now that I'm close to 1,000 cheesesteaks, and I do have some uh, some double secret spies out there looking at cheesesteaks for me. This, these came highly recommended. I had a, one of my followers who seems to have really good cheesesteak knowledge in Delaware County. And as a sidebar, he has phenomenal pumpkin bread pudding. Okay, this knowledge. is this is on a roll? 
Oh, no. This no. Is, no, this is from a follower that okay. told me to go do an honor roll. But I trust his uh, I trust his opinion because he gave me such good pumpkin bread pudding knowledge. Gotcha. Okay, so he bestowed you with pumpkin bread pudding knowledge. Therefore, just like you, he's got his bona fides that he least has value somewhere. Exactly. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Now, let's jump into this. Um, people who want to hear more about your story, go back to episode 18 of Fermented Adventure, how you all got started with doing the cheesesteak adventure. But, you know, my mouth is watering. These have been open. You've been taking pictures, going through the process. Now, again, 2SP, we're going to do a flight here. We've got five beers. I'm going to recommend the first one we start with is the Delco Fest. And this is, uh, this is a Marzen. This is 6% ABV, malty, bready, rich. I saw that. Multi bready rich. I'm rich. You got bready things going on. I thought that was good. So this is a margin. I would. And, and we're in Delco. So and we're in Delco. This is perfect to start. I I love this already. So hopefully, the cheesesteak grabs us the same way. What do you think? I mean, you were drinking a little bit of an IPA before we got here. I do love that, and it's because uh, I have been here a few times. And I I'm, since I'm on a cheesesteak adventure, I only venture out with my cheesesteaks, and I usually stick to the same beer. But this is a very nice, what's, what's this one called? This is a Marzen. So as it's described, you get a very rich, bready flavor. So that should that should go well with our first couple of bites of cheesesteak, I would think. Or we just take the meat out of the cheesesteak and, <laughs> and drink it. All right. So, you know, you, you, you get right into it with the cheesesteak. I saw as you unwrapped it. Talk about the process of on-the-rolls cheesesteak. Now, you picked up two, and the first one we're going to talk about is what? This is the uh, Kennett Square, or the Kennett cheesesteak, caramelized onions, mushrooms. A public service announcement to all cheesesteak shop owners. Would you please stop wrapping your cheesesteaks before you so cut tight. them? Or, the or you think they wrapped it before they cut it, or they just wrapped it so tight? No, they definitely cut it first. Okay. Then wrapped it. You wrap them so tight sometimes, I don't know, just, it, it loses its uh, eye appeal. You, know, you unwrap it. Yeah, you, you you go to a place that's highly recommended. You smell the wrapper. You feel you know you feel weight to the bag. You can smell it before you open it, and then you unwrap it, and it's just you know showing you it's, it's all, all just use roll. Okay, so that's that's you want to see more than roll. You want to know that there's meat and cheese and filling in there. You don't want to be already disappointed by saying, "Wow, there's I can't even see the filling in there." Right? Can't even see the filling. And the other part is is the roll. Even though I'm sure it's a very nice roll, it is from media, so I'm sure it's some you know high end you know small plate roll because it has a nice glaze on it, like a dinner rollish type roll. I love how you caress the roll. People can't see you caressing the roll right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long winter already. Alrighty, it's cold out there. This is my roll. Daddy's caressing his roll. <laughs> this is mine over here. You guys can have that. You guys can fight over those. Great. Snaps. The one you haven't caressed. Thank you. <laughs> this is already getting out this of hand. Exactly. Cheers. Cheers. So, all right. The appearance of it, I would tell you, I'm really loving this Mars and this Delco Fest. I love just the lingering spicy notes that that this applies and just the um, the, the, the rich mouthfeel that we're, we're experiencing. Well, it's, it's funny because uh... – 14-year-old boy me was was following you for a while, but then you said the mouth feel and caressing the roll, and I've, I've, got, you, you I've been distracted. But no, you, <laughs> it, when you start off, it's, it's funny with the craft beer because, like we were talking about a minute ago, 
you know, I was, you know, steal whatever I could on my parents' liquor cab, and then it's whatever you could afford as an 18-year-old. So I was never a big uh, beer connoisseur, but it's funny that you got with this flight that you got here, talking about the breadiness of it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I can taste what you're describing. And it does come off different, comes off thicker. And that, you know what? If this roll isn't that good, I am throwing All right, you're, throwing the, you're just throwing the meat right in there. there. All right, so let's, let's move forward. You've, you've described the roll. You've talked about the opening experience. What would be next? And, and again, take us through the process of, of eating a cheesesteak. All right, so first, first we get the disappointment of just seeing all roll. But a nice glazed roll, it is media. You got to think, you know, one of, the, one of the curses of being on the adventure and having so many cheesesteaks is, is that I, I'm paying attention too much these days. And uh, so now that we're past all that, I mean, it's a good-looking cheesesteak. Big pieces of onion. I wish they would have spent more time on the grill. I can already see that. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to video me as I'm talking about the roll, so I can do this on my post. All right. So you're going to do. You're going to actually. We're going to get this, and this is how you'd experience it. Go. Exactly. So we open up the wrapper. We get all roll. Now we get the roll. Now that we've sat for a while, chatted. Roll. Roll opens up. We see the meat. It's a lesser chop, which is good with um, with a good meat. Like I'm expecting a good meat from this place. So I, I'm, I like seeing the less chop because we're going. if it is good meat, we want to be able to taste it. So the less chop, we will. I like a bigger stringier onion. We got that going on here. Cheese, good cheese melt. Kind of settles on the bottom. A little bit of worried about that. And then the mushrooms. I'm kind of surprised by the mushrooms. And I do remember that you have a food background, Rich. But I'm kind of worried about that mushroom. And it didn't spend much time on the grill. I don't think it had much time to mixed flavors with the steak and everything. It didn't have to have an opportunity to play with all the other food flavors, everything in the on the grill, right? Exactly. So you're not getting a whole mixture. It's almost as if they took the, they cut they, they did the meat, they melted the cheese, then the, the mushrooms made it been, oh we gotta make sure the mushrooms get on the roll. Exactly. Right? And you think I mean it's called the Kennet. We are we're driving distance to Kennet Square. Right. That might not have come out of the fresh pot. All right. Well, it, you know, maybe. All right. So when do we get to eat them? <laughs> I have to, I'm going to put some money in the meter. Okay. Here. You're leaving now. All right. Great. Wow. We're ready. All right. We're ready. I'm going to so do yours. Give us the one that you didn't like feel up. <laughs> All right. So and then what we're going to do here is we're going to enjoy this and then we're going to also go right to the pale smoke. Now, the Pale Smoke is a Hellas Lager. This is 4.5%, and this is made with Bamberg Smoked Malt. And I'm really excited because I think that smokiness, now that we've had that inner introduction of to the bready, rich flavor, I think that smokiness will play well with the cheese, the cheese steak that we're going to have. So any reminder on how to eat this or just dig in? Just go with nuts. See, I like I, – I get the smell of this cheese steak. And I get the bread and I get the onions, a little bit of mushroom hint, and the, the, the cheesy, salty, briny, smoky, meaty flavor. I'm ready to go. Now people can listen to us chew. <laughs> we, did the, we did that on our first show where was, we would both talk and then we both bite. Yeah. So, so it went from us talking over each other. To biting over each other. To biting over each other. I don't even know if that's a thing. All right, this Hellas. Again, I was hoping for exactly what they described. And what they provided, I am really loving the light, smoky tones of this, especially after taking a bite of the cheesesteak. Don, what did you think of the cheesesteak? 
was delicious because I haven't had a cheesesteak in so long. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys like it. I will say, and one of the things that I like about how we've done the podcast or the experience is you order the cheesesteak and then we may not get to try it within, what, a half hour, 40 minutes or so since you get the cheesesteak. So all those juices, all those flavors have kind of soaked into the roll. I really enjoy that. That, that to me, is a great experience. I like that. That's definitely a good part. The good part about sitting, well, I'll tell you what, you made a good point. I made a good point. Very good point. Oh, which one? <laughs> I forgot already. But no, no, but the part that the part that it sat. I mean, this is a good roll. It's a high quality, good dinner. It's more dinner roll than traditional cheesesteak roll. It's got the nice glaze on it. The good part about wrapping it tight is that the bread does squeeze down on everything, but everything did have a chance to blend because as you can see from the mustard. To me, the way they do that roll, and if you haven't done this. This is going to be something that I want credit for. Basically, what they've done with that roll and how they've kind of wrapped it, it's like the spanks of cheesesteak rolls. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I got it. It's you. keeping everything in place. It's making it look fresh, firm, and, you know, it's it, things aren't bulging out in wrong places. So that's the spank. That's the spanks effect of the cheesesteak roll. That is definitely the spanks effect of this cheesesteak roll. And... The good news rule is that it did, everything was in the spanks, got to come together because they didn't spend much time on the grill. I'm not digging this onion at all. A lot of the cheesesteak eating comes down to the expectation, and I expect it a lot better. Ex- expectation or anticipation? Expectation. Okay. Anticipation is more like you're there, right? Yeah. No, expectation. I'm going to media. It's going to be nicer, maybe smaller plates, but nicer, foo-foo-y type thing. So when it's not, when a little thing like that, when the, you know, you know, the whole reason I get the onions on the cheesesteak, not the onions, the mushrooms, is because, you know, if my, my thought is, is if you have a good steak and you have a good mushroom, they're going to enhance each other's flavors. If I'm going to media, I expect the media them to know that. So I expect... You're thinking very highly of media? As if it's the Ivy League of the university circuit? Now, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that... Put media chamber of commerce on high alert. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're here in Aston. We're at 2SP Brewing Company. What I can share with you is we've had this Marzen. We've had this Hellas. Two amazing beers. I think they've enhanced the flavor of the cheesesteak and... For me, and, and and talking about the fermented adventure, I think it's these have been really good compliments to what we, we, we've been enjoying. Yes. Do you like that beer, too? I do like that beer. All I right. like the smokiness of it, because you told me to look for the smokiness of it. But to the point, to your point, maybe I'm thinking too high of media, but the little bit of introduction I've had to media growing up in Swarthmore is that they think they know their food. And they do. And there they are do. amazing restaurants so in media. Exactly. So you would think... They'd have great steak, melted, put together nicely, whatever good food words you'd like to have. Okay. The steak and the mushroom would work together to bring their flavors, and then you put a smoky beer on top of it. You'd think these three would blend perfectly together. But that mushroom spent no time in the grill and had no chance to blend its All right, flavor. so one of the questions I have is, since we met last, 
500, almost 500 or over 500 cheesesteaks later because we met before the 500 cheesesteak. What do you feel like you've learned since then? And what do you feel like you apply more to, you know, your cheesesteak experience? Because I get a feeling, and this is just my observation, but you've had some amazing cheesesteaks. You've had cheesesteaks that you would say are the, if this were my last meal, this is the cheesesteak I would like to have. And I would imagine right now is, you know, if you were to create some sort of a, uh, a credo, life's too short to have a bad cheesesteak. So what have you learned since... Are you taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you're I hope you're one. taking notes. He's, he's, you're throwing gems out I'm here sorry. today. Hey, hey, it's a good day for me. <laughs> but what have you learned? I mean, since those... Within the 500, what have you learned or what have you... You know, you seem to have a very... Uh, I'm going to say, hey, it's black and white right now. Make a good cheesesteak. And this is the secret to making a good cheesesteak. And this is what I want... Every time I'm out. So what have you, you know, what have you experienced? What have you learned since then? Having a date with me helps a lot. Okay. That doesn't happen. It's funny because I was just talking to someone the other day. We are talking about like, it's almost like the evolution of the cheesesteak. Like now I'm going to these places. If you go to these bars and restaurants where you wouldn't think to get a cheesesteak. But now they have a cheesesteak. And they're using a better cut of meat. And they're using a better cheese. Do you think that's because of you? Oh, no, no, no. I would no, think no, so. No, no, no. Yeah, give yourself some credit. They know you're out there somewhere. They want to make sure they live up to your standards. You think they read the article? No. Um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's guys guys and girls that grew up in Philadelphia, grew up with cheesesteaks, and now they go to culinary art school. Okay. And now they're like, well, what else can I do with it? You know, there's the story of, you know, Pat Venuto, the original cheesesteak maker, you know, wouldn't put ketchup out. Like, you couldn't put ketchup on it. Right. You know, and I had... Uh, I had someone um, very early in the adventure. Someone said, "Oh, my dad worked at the original uh, gyms," and they and he sent me a picture of his dad with the original gyms family at the butcher's Christmas party, like all dressed up at the Christmas party next to a, a cut of meat. You know, so it was the you know, the meat and the pride of the meat back then. And I think it's just the evolution of going f- from that, and now you know it's gone from Roll meat and cheese, then now we can do different things with it. Now, So do you think Philadelphia is going through, and, and it's hard to place this on a timing scale or a, a part, a part of the, the calendar. Do you think Philadelphia or even the nation is going through or is in the midst of a cheesesteak renaissance? You know, we've had these, hey, this is what the cheesesteak is. You throw it on the grill, you have your, you have your, 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 your chopped meat, right? You know, what, what would be the basic of, of the meat? You chop it up, you, you, you throw some cheese on there, you put the roll. I mean, are we seeing a, a renaissance of the cheesesteak now? You think we're in the midst of it? Where are we in that process? Yes. I haven't, given it much, I haven't really thought about this much, but it's funny you mention it. It starts off with roll meat and cheese, but a nice cut of meat. You know, we were, I was talking about earlier about before it was the butchers. Back before it was rocky and we had fresh meat all over South Philly. So it was good meat. So it could be just raw meat and cheese. You know, that was that was a good meal. But I think you go, then I think, I guess you go through the Cisco frozen meat phase. And all of a sudden everybody's using the same meat. And then you try to figure out how do we get this better with rolls and stuff. Well, I mean, when you talk about the roll, 
that was always one of the high points as to why you couldn't get the same kind of cheesesteak outside of Philadelphia because it was the roll, right? If I would be more prepared, if I had if I had earned turns and would have been more prepared, I would have I was actually planned on meeting with a roll guy. And I've talked to roll people. And I tell you what, I, I get it, yes. From what I know from what from, from what I know from talking to roll people, yes. There is some combination of roll, but humidity and and there's different factors. The water, the the, the mineral content, the, the the these ovens that have been baking these rolls for for centuries, for for family generation to generation. Yeah, but can I get a chemist? I mean, I drove him on the other day. She said microscopes now can like look at a cell and just give you a complete breakdown of what's in it. Why can't I just put some water under a microscope, figure out what's in it, and then go reproduce that same water? It's not like we don't have like different minerals. Don't we? we don't have like super kryptonite. Plutonium. Well, rich. you haven't. Have you bathed in the Schuylkill right lately? <laughs> I, sw- I swim in it every morning. That's why I keep so young. <laughs> All right. This is this next beer. I just want to interject. Bobby's Brown Ale. Now, I thought this would be a good, you know, like palate cleanser. It, it's going to be. Um, this is the Brown Ale, toasty malt character with fruity finish, and this is a five percent. So we're we're keeping the ABV a little low right now. So this is Bobby's Brown Ale. So this is going to have probably a lot more flavor, um, a lot more richness than the last two that we had. But hopefully it stands out and it's a good uh, setup for the next cheesesteak. Can Dawn sit over here and drink my beers also? Sure, <laughs> we can help you finish. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you a doggy bag. Oh, that's a great beer, too. Now, that's going to be a little bolder in flavor. You're going to get a little bit more hoppiness to it, a lot more malt to it. And this really stands out. This is a delicious beer. As you prepare for 1,000 cheesesteaks, where does that, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger just played his last home game last night. This is your 1,000th, almost 1,000th cheesesteak. What does that mean to you? And, and, And have you thought about... The, the, you know, how, what that means, you know, like people don't need a thousand of something or review a thousand of something. This has been a lifelong undertaking. Have you thought about what that means and what the 1,000th cheesesteak is going to be? Yeah, it means I'm awesome. Okay. <laughs> it means, it means, every, it means they should come to me like Mecca by the thousands and come and, and, and praise you. You're like, you're like Caesar. <laughs> bring me, yeah, bring me a uh, myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Or uh, no, nah, it's really it's funny because it's just um, yeah. I talk to people all the time. When I first started, did my first best of list. Oh, you had 250 cheesesteaks last year. I, you know, I have 250 cheesesteaks also. Yeah, you because know, they eat the same place every day. No, I don't think it makes. If I want to start feeling good about it, I just go to Cheesesteak Guru's Facebook page and they'll tell me how stupid I am, so it'll be fine. So okay, I'll bring me right back to earth. So yeah, I don't see, know. I'm not I'm not asking you this based on you know any kind of ego that you might talk about. I'm just talking about the accomplishment for you. That's I pretty. Think- that's pretty huge to say that you've had 1,000 cheesesteaks at 1,000 different places, and you've you know you've experienced them. You've you've interacted with them, obviously, and you've gotten to know these people. You know who are making your cheesesteak. <laughs> I think that's I, pretty I would, huge. I agree with you. I, I would rather take it from the ego standpoint, where people should bow to me. But they, uh, <laughs> but no, you're but you're right. When I when I first started, when you, when I first started, that's what I looked at. I'm like, what is everybody else doing? 
you know, and everybody's a foodie. Everybody with the camera's a foodie, and everybody with the internet's a foodie. So I'm like, all right, so everybody's a foodie, and I could just do that. Then I'm like, well, you know, it's tracking it. You know, and I, you know, I had a 25 year sales career. You know, so I know whoever has, you know, at the end of the day, whoever has the most customers or the biggest audience wins. So I'm like, well, how do I, you know, how do I get the biggest audience? What do I do to be different? So that's when I decided, you know, pick one thing. Philadelphia was easy to pick one thing. It was cheesesteaks. And then to track it because no one was tracking it. Like the people I would talk to that, there's plenty of people that have 250 cheesesteaks every year. They just don't track it. I'm not one of them. This is my second cheesesteak in two years. The last one was with you. <laughs> Listen, when we come back, we're going to do the next cheesesteak, and we'll talk about a little more beer, and we'll talk about where that 1,000 cheesesteak is going to happen, and uh, catch up on a few more things, okay? Sounds good. Brewskits, beer, grain, dog, bones, brewskits, your dog will go wild, brewskits. Beer, grain, dog bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-D.com. We're back. We're jumping into the next cheesesteak. Now, I already can say I've, I've learned enough from talking to you and watching you and experiencing the cheesesteak adventure. Already, they spanked the roll, so you really can't see any of the meat. And talk about this one now. Rem- this was like, was this the Italian? Which one are we having? This is the uh, this is a Philly. The Philly. This is the Philly. This is the Philly. You're shaking your head. Shaking it's, my head. It's I going mean, side to side, not I up mean, and down. I mean, you can see you can see the Philly. Is- this looks like a cigar. If I were a cigar roller, would this be a really good cigar? No. I have to ask our friends at Pairing Cigar Bar <laughs> because they would it- have a good idea whether that was good cigar rolling. I think we could – I'm pretty sure they'd say no, but we could gladly take a picture and send it to them. They um, – apparently the Philly is peppers. It's provolone because he told me it's provolone. I thought he said sauce, but I don't see any sauce. Um, well, open that up. Get in there. I, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see the meat's dry. Well, I mean, I, look, and this is where I'm just going to say to their credit or to their defense – this has been – this was made over an hour ago, right? Yeah, but it still wouldn't look that dry an hour ago. You right? had the experience. It's been I'm just sitting in spanks right, for two right. hours. It's just, <laughs> it should be – it should be – I see that the, the, the onions are nice uh, and wet. Come on. I don't see a lot of sauce there. All right, so this is what I don't like. Man, you're you're like – you're you're a forensic cheesesteak scientist. Well, you're, you know You're what? like getting in there. Oh, he's been doing this for a long time. And now they made me mad. Oh, man. <laughs> No, you know what? It goes back to the anticipation. No, the expectation. Expectation. I, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. I hold media. I'm sorry. I hold you to a higher standard. You know, it's, you know, the, the, so the, it's fried onions and peppers that make it a, the Italian. And they're, they're sitting there. The meat's sitting over there. I would think an Italian would be like a cheesesteak with, Onions and broccoli rabe and a little bit of provolone and sweet red peppers. That's what I would look for, right? That's what I was looking for. Okay. That when he That's said, what when you – all right. When he said that – and it's funny too because one of the things – am I allowed to go off topic? I guess you are. You're going there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Charlie's roast pork is one of my, is, is my favorite cheesesteak. All right. That's it's not off topic. So – Now, Charlie's is where? Third in Moyen Mincing, okay. South Philly. Charlie's roast pork. 
So when I first went to Charlie's, I said, okay, roast pork. I'm in South Philly. It's a roast pork place. So like you would think, provolone and broccoli wrap. So I saw on the menu, make any sandwich a special with broccoli wrap and provolone. So I said, fine, give me the cheesesteak with special. They make the most amazing broccoli wrap. His because bro- I was never a big broccoli raw person, so it's like good broccoli raw. Well, you know, you, you know, if you can make a good broccoli raw, you can make a good cheesesteak sauce, chicken cutlet, all the other list of South Philly things. So yeah, no, this is I don't like that. Okay, all right. I, I don't know. You have to still do your video I still stuff. Buy all that stuff. You'll, you'll, you'll take a bite. You'll try it. Me was okay, but. Yeah, when you don't mix it in, and that's a fine. That's that's the fine line between what's good and not. Do you think? Do you? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, do you, do you see yourself as the cheesesteak consultant? In other words, you really want all these cheesesteak and 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 restaurants to succeed, right? Right. You're not really. Your criticism of it is because of your expectation, but you still want to see them go back and say, "All right, we can do better." Look, they didn't know. Jim Pappas of Cheesesteak Adventure was coming. They just knew that some somebody said, hey, I'm ordering a cheesesteak. This is what I want. Tell me what your best is or what you would recommend. And you pick it up and then you do your review. But, you know, from there, look, I look at it this way. I want to get better. I always want to get better. There are times when we'll go to, you know, a distillery, brewery site or whatever. And we might realize that, hey, maybe whoever was, you know, sharing or doing the tasting had a bad day or maybe that batch or those beers were off who knows but we still want to see them do well we still want to see them succeed and i think that's really your point exactly. you want to see that you want to see that look on a roll is well known in media they're a, they're they're a mainstay you're going to get a great sandwich they're well known but on this case you're saying hey the next person that walks in Maybe that's a cheesesteak they expect, or maybe they can raise their cheesesteak experience and, and take what you're giving them and, and, and do some good things. Exactly. And, and, and people that follow me know I get criticized for being too nice. Okay. I well, not today, Jim. <laughs> not today. No. It's funny because it's, yeah, I wrote a bad review a couple weeks ago, and someone, one of the comments was, finally, a, a negative review. Yeah, Man, they're going to love this podcast oh, yeah, episode. They're going to, yeah, well, you know, because they're going to, they're going to run you up on a flagpole and, and 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 bow to you, <laughs> as they should. Right? <laughs> they, um, but no, and that's why when I do criticize, I, I make sure I'm very specific what I'm criticizing and how I think and how I think, and it's just in my opinion how right. I think it could be better. Yeah. And this is very clearly, and again, it goes back to the expectation. I'm going to media. They have nicer restaurants. They have nicer food. So I'm expecting a, I'm, I'm expecting a little higher for media. You know, so so just going there, I'm expecting better. So I expect someone. Well, let me ask you a question. And and again, not to go too far off topic, but if this were in in an area and somebody was creating a cheesesteak that wasn't in, and I'm doing air quotes, media, would this still be? The same observation you'd make, or how would you rate the the cheesesteak? It'd be be the exact same observation, but I wouldn't be that as disappointed. If I went, if I went to Bob's Pizza Shop on the corner that's been there for forty years, and he's got fifty little league 
pictures on the wall. Right. Well, then, yeah, it's it's kind of what you expect. And all right, so it's another pizza but shot maybe, cheesesteak but, that did but it. But maybe Bob's is known for their pizza. That's what everybody goes and eats. And they make sure they have a cheesesteak on the menu because they have to have one because exactly. they have to have a hoagie. They have to have a cheesesteak. They may have to have a pork sandwich or a calzone or all those things that we're known for in this area. But it's not garlic really nuts. what – Garlic nuts. <laughs> we can go through the whole let's, – Let's do the whole menu. Right. No, but no, I agree. But I'd, ha- I'd have the same comments. Right. You still rate the cheesesteak based would, on your 40, 45 scale – we're up to 100 now. We're up to 100 of, now. Someone told me that I was an idiot for having it at 45. Because <laughs> 45 meant nothing. You right. Know, All right. Because you know, you know. yeah, no, if I, you I multiply, you can only get to 90, not 100. Exactly. Right. Well, no, I had to do a little – I had to do a, a decimal point. Gotcha. Thank goodness for uh, Microsoft itself. But no, I'd, I'd have the same concern or the same comment about the cheesesteak. It was just not as harsh. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, because I – I expected Bob's to be Bob's. That, to be Bob's. To be Bob's. If you went, like I said, and I don't want to believe the point, but if you went to Bob's Pizza, you'd expect Bob's to make the most amazing pizza. Because it's Bob's Pizza, not Bob's Steaks. Now, the next beer we're going to try or we're going to have is their – this is their Cold Cock. And this is an English IPA. Is it's, that right there to this cheesesteak? You got to eat the cheesesteak. No, but is that this, right there to it? I cold cocked it? Maybe. Maybe that's really what that – that's – look – Two SPs hitting it out of the park today, so you know everything is everything's been perfect as to how they um, how they, how they set us up. But in English IPA, a proper English IPA would be brewed with English two row malts such as Maris Otter and Golden Promise. The hops, the bitterness level for an English IPA should be around forty to sixty IBUs, and an English hops of course should be your choice when considering how to hop an English IPA. The yeast, the yeast choice of an English IPA is pretty wide open, but you know, I, I, I think we have our New England IPAs, our West Coast IPAs. This is an English IPA, and I thought you like IPAs, or at least you were drinking one when we got here, and I thought, let's try this one. Cheers. It's nice and clean, nice and crisp. Are you still getting rid of the cheesesteak in your mouth? This is, again, <clears throat> you know, when you talk about and what I was expecting with this cheesesteak, and I haven't bitten into it yet, I didn't want this to overwhelm the cheesesteak. I didn't want this to be something where – you really took out – that's why I said we're going to do the Bobby Brown. We're going to cleanse our palate and then we're going to introduce the cheesesteak back with this English IPA. Look, two SPs, you know, on a roll, not so much today. And, no, and we good. love on a roll. Yeah, but- I, was, I was kidding about that. <laughs> They've all been very good. This this is exactly the way you described it. It's just not, just not for me, but it's exactly what you said. Dry, right? The green peppers are using – they must be sweet. They're not they're, – they're sweet. There's something about these peppers. Did you get a pepper? I had a pepper. What did you think of the pepper? I thought the pepper is good. And if I would have eaten it the way you are and had the pepper on the bottom right on my taste buds, mm. I would taste it as much as you did. But no, the peppers are good. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, all, it's all good stuff. And if I scored it, I mean, you'd be surprised with my score because if my score wouldn't be that low. It's just expectation. They don't. They didn't blend it. They didn't mix it. Yeah, you get that expectation. It's like we were talking about earlier. You know, the evolution of the cheesesteak. Where it's all these kids that grew up on the corner store cheesesteak that have now gone to culinary art school and now know how to put the mushrooms on first, put the meat on top, and have them blend together and maybe put some oil, maybe put something, maybe just steam them, do whatever. The cheesesteak is 
getting better. You know, even places, like even the new places that I would consider the the flat state society. You know, there's a, we had a quote about the, uh, you know, that uh, people will continue to sail around the world, but the flat earth society will flourish. Okay. That's always, that's mine with the cheesesteaks, that, you know, cheesesteaks will have all these new, better things involved, but, you know, the flat state society will, you know, flourish. And there's a couple new places, one on Oregon Avenue, Avenue Steaks. It is a very good, just just steak, good roll, and it's a good cheesesteak all by itself, like the good old days. But talk, it's, it's an upgraded meat. Talk about what we can expect for your 1,000th cheesesteak. 1,000th cheesesteak is going to be January 13th at West End Boat Club in Essington, Pennsylvania. It's got a, Now, is this something the public's invited to? Is this now a private event where now people are going to show up, but nobody can get in? Do you have to show a VIP ticket? Do you have to know the bouncer? How do we get in? Call me. Okay. <laughs> now, we started at... We started... We, we picked West End Boat Club because, yes, we were going to have a big event, sell tickets, do the whole nine yards, giveaways, do all that. But with a spike... In Omicron, what I personally call the uh, COVID, the the flu, the flu, the flu variant, um, we've closed it to the public, but we're still going to be there. And yeah, call me. Yeah, will this me, be on? Me. Will this be on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, closed Instagram, circuit TV? Facebook, and you hopefully, we're still going to. We're still inviting. Is Vince McMahon showing up to some, you know, like kind of hype the event? Will Michael Buffer be introducing you? How's this going to, like, this is huge. 1,000 cheese things. I have got a Michael Buffer story for you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we started out hyping the whole thing up, and then we decided, you know what, the COVID and everybody's concerned that we're we're going to tone it down a little bit. But we're having it 13th. Yes. Give me a call. Let me know know, for updates. But, yeah, no, it's, it's on. Okay, now our last, I, I wanted to do this one for our almost like our dessert beer. And this is the Big Sleep. Now, this is a barrel aged Big Sleep. This is a Baltic porter aged in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. So I thought this would be a nice dessert beer to, to finish up after we had the, 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 the bold flavors of the cheesesteak. This is, is going to be a dark beer, and tell me what you think. Now, do you, do you get. The Cabernet finish on this, yeah. this is delicious. I mean, if you would, like I said, this is more of that, like, hey, I just want to sip this at the end. I get the nice cab. It's a nice sipping beer. This is delicious. So, Jim, I mean, 2SP Brewing Company, this is a place you want to come to if you're bringing your cheesesteaks and just enjoy the beers as they as they work together with the cheesesteak. Well, the funny part is, is I've had several cheesesteaks here, and I've always just gotten the up, up, and away. Because I didn't have you to, oh, to walk there's no There's no tour guide. Just like I've had no tour guide to go through with the cheesesteaks to know what I've really been eating. and Exactly. And if I would have had a tour guide all along. Because I think, I don't know, I might have been complaining to Dawn earlier. Like that every time I come here, I get oh, the yeah. same. Exactly. I would, that I, I come here, I get the same old beer. Because there's, I don't see anything that would, I don't see anything that would interest That's me good. or anything that would be different or just anything. So, Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, look, now, now you've expanded your repertoire. So, it's so funny because when I was t- when we were talking about it, I thought we were talking about it. Now that I know that she was taking in my, my anger. No, I didn't. I, didn't, I, I, mean, I see you angry about a cheesesteak, but not, you know, about beer. No, nah, not at all. 
Now, I look, love beer, but it's funny. It's funny when you walk through it. It's funny when you get. It's funny when you get the, when you get the different perspective when you know a little bit more about it. I mean, I've had 10, 15 cheesesteaks here, and I've always gotten that. All right, now you're going to do a little more she, beer. <laughs> I was complaining to Dawn that she was paying attention too. I came across more angry than I thought I was, <laughs> but it was from. Well, it's, it's when you have someone walk you through it. What a difference! Let me ask you now. What's next, or what's the future for Cheesesteak Adventure? You're doing your 1,000th cheesesteak. What What do you want to do? Where do you see all this going for you? Because people ask us the same thing about Fermented Adventure and what we do, but you're really reaching a milestone. What do you want, and where do you want to go to next? I was hoping to intern for you. You want to intern for me? We show up on a Tuesday afternoon, drink beer, and eat cheesesteaks. That's what go. we do. I'm in. If, 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 it's, if it's offered, I'm accepted. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know. The only thing I know is that, it, yeah, I'm not going to be eating the corner store cheesesteak anymore. But the, um, I don't know. We got a... Uh, we got some stuff coming up. We got March Cheesesteak Madness, third annual March Cheesesteak Madness. We'll see where a thousand takes us. If so, uh, March Cheesesteak Madness is going to be a bracketed event. People write in, or you nominate those that are going to be of the field of sixty-four, and then you break it down, and people vote. Now, do you weight their votes? Do you find that you know sometimes it's like that American Idol? Who was it that Bo won? And it was like, well, that was fixed, right? Do you find that you're like, I can't allow them to vote for this cheesesteak because it really wasn't that good? I do. And I, I discount everybody else's vote. And only my vote matters. Okay. <laughs> so you're now, the arbiter. So, so the public gets a value and Jim gets a value. Now, we do. We do uh, I, I picked this field of 64. So I did pick this field of 64, just like the men's basketball. Four regions, uh, Philadelphia, Delaware County, the other northwest region uh, counties of Philadelphia, and then Delaware and New Jersey. So those are the four regions. I see, I'd like, to, I'd like to see if you can expand. Let some, like, let the rest of the country mail you cheesesteaks. And you can like have these outliers from, let's say, Seattle or, you know, Napa or Arizona, right? Or just do a GoFundMe page and just right. send me there. I mean, send you. Know, <laughs> if someone wants to send the expenses, you know what? What if, what if noticed five hundred cheesesteaks later, Jim? It's all about Jim. <laughs> five hundred cheesesteaks ago was about the cheesesteak. Now it's about Jim. <laughs> exactly. That's all we were trying to get to. The whole, I got the whole reason was to get to that point because it was always about the cheese. So do you see as you as you do this march? And I don't mean to belabor, but I think it's something for people to look forward to in March. Do you see some sleepers there that you want to see, you know, well, come up and, you know, people to recognize and learn about? Well, it's, yes. It's, well, it's funny. I, I, I see the 64, put the regions in. But what we do is we have, it's the same 64, but we have a people's bracket and we have a judge's bracket. So the people's bracket is all unweighted online voting. It's all done through Philly, but... And so, the, so we have a people's champion, and then we have the judges' champion. 
people always say, it's like, you do you have a favorite? I'm like, well, of course I have a favorite. I'm like, I made the brackets. So like if I, you know, if that's a one seed, that's, you know, my favorite. And so I definitely have the ones I pick for, root for, but the people's brackets, all online voting. So I have no say in that. And then I do have uh, judges and we have judges in odd numbers. So no, I'm more of an observer there also. And um, I, I have been shocked. I mean, Johnny Pisano's in Delco on Baltimore Pike, Springfield. I don't know why more people aren't talking about that guy. And yeah, I don't know why. It's it's a great cheesesteak. And if I could, and well, now it's going to be a big controversy if Johnny Pisano wins it. I, I fix my own tournament. To your point, you know, for Dawn and I and our, you know, experience. When you see somebody do something well, you want them, you want other people to have that same experience. You don't want people to miss that in life, right? And I think what you're saying about Johnny Pisano's is, hey, here's somebody that's going out there every day and doing it well. 2SP Brewing Company, very well known in Delaware County. If you haven't made the trip out here, we've had five great beers and there are still another eight, nine There's still eight, nine beers that we haven't tried. They do the collaboration with Wawa all the time. Each year, that's become popular. And, you know, now 2SP has been, you know, they're they're very well known in the the Philly stadiums too. So you can have their beers in many, many places. But here's the thing. If you haven't been and people try past areas all the time and they don't know they're here, we would love to say, hey – we want to create some exposure for you to enjoy this. This is a Delco fixture. Enjoy it. And that's, I think, what you're talking about when you do this. Oh, exactly. I mean, it, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, there's, what I found most from this is that we all live in our little bubbles. Everybody's in their bubble, and they go do the same thing every day. And they go to the same place every day. And for whatever reason, they do it. And if it works for you, great. You know what? You're, you know, you're, you're passing places. Like, there's Goombas in Colmar. Yeah, I'm sure we could do a whole segment on, hey, let's talk about the places that you want to just, hey, these are people that are doing it great every day that you just want to make sure people have that life experience right. with. Exactly. Goombas. Or, or you're, you're going to drive an hour and a half to Goombas because you saw a thing on, you saw this whole website ranting about him, and he's a great cheesesteak, but you're, you're passing 50. Okay. And Nikki, don't freaking blow up my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he, right. There's there's so many places that we miss. And I, it, it, you know, I grew up in Delco, and I mean, there's a place talking about we live in bubbles and we don't try new things. We don't go to different places. And there's a place. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm pre I ninety five. You know, I'm Fairview Avenue to want to make her to, to get into this to yeah. Philly. And there's a place, I mean, I must have been driving by his place for over 50 years. Never wanted to go in there. Probably locked my doors as I would go by it. And I'm sure my mom did, you know. And I went in there, nicest people in the world. It was a chicken cheesesteak on Texas toast that won some award. I asked them if they put beef on it. Of course we will. Had the greatest time. Had the greatest cheesesteak. Had had the greatest off-menu cheesesteak. Nicest people. Never would have gone into it except for the stupid cheesesteak adventure. 
Yeah, making me get out of my own little bubble. Making me unlock my own stupid door to go into a place. Luckily, I went there twice, so the second time I knew, I knew to go in the back door instead of walking out on McDade Boulevard and was getting hit by a car. What I hear and what resonates with me, Jim, is that for you, this cheesesteak adventure has been meeting people you never would have met, trying things you never would have tried, going places you never would have gone. And isn't that really what the adventure is all about? It's Especially today, that's what you can communicate most to people. Get out and do things and get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. You know, it, it goes further than that, but it's – absolutely. We live in bubbles. We – you know, it's, it's – yeah, we, we think, you know, always, you know, you always think about life in first half, second half. I'm on the back nine. You know, now I'm seeing it's in thirds. Like, you, you lived your adolescence life, you lived your adult life, and now you you live your now I know life. And, um, oh, yeah, get out of your bubble, try new things. Go to, it's it's funny, the, the foodie world. You know, I was a pizza and cheesesteak guy. I was whatever my wife cooked guy. You know, whatever my expense about can handle, which is good to know a lot. Um, but I didn't realize foodies and how much really, how many, how much relationships are around food and getting out doing food. And, well, uh, this is us sitting down, talking cheesesteaks, talking beer, talking food. Right? Isn't that like the essential or the quintessential what life's all about? Look, what I would say is this is our date night chronicle. You know, Dawn and I are here. You're part of our date night tonight. <laughs> but this is sitting down and talking food and, and talking beer and, and just sharing that experience. And I think what comes out of the last couple of years is we need to create and build relationships with people. And food and, 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 and beverage is a great way to bring that all home. I'm excited. I'm glad we got a chance to talk again. I took a couple of years. We talked pre-COVID. Hopefully, we're working our way to talk post-COVID, whatever we're in. But look forward to all the great things from Jim Pappas and Cheesesteak Adventure. And we can't wait for the 1,500 cheesesteak or the 25,000 cheesesteak. <laughs> but thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thank thanks you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you.